want to really win in motor racing or any sport that you do, make practice the hardest possible thing you could ever do. So it's so hard that when you come around to the actual main event, it's a piece of piss. Peter. Guys and girls, I want to talk about the importance of practice in motor racing. And I think this is a really, really good one to address today, simply because it's the backbone of your whole weekend. A lot of people don't realize how important practice is in motor racing. Now, this applies for karting, Formula Ford, Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 1. If you don't get your practice in, this is the backbone, and if you don't get your practice in, your whole weekend could be screwed. Even your qualifying, even your race. Trust me when I say that, ladies and gentlemen. It's so crucially, You know, sometimes I can barely speak on this podcast. It's like, how would I put it? The best way to explain practice, guys, right? The importance of practice. There's a technique to it. And once you learn the technique, now, when you're starting carts, for instance, as in, if you were starting carts, and a lot of times it's your father, right, who's who's running you, we call it. So in other words, when I started karting, it was dad, my dad, and my brother, and it was my dad, my brother, myself, karting. So the thing is, at the time, it was very, very new in Ireland, karting. So we didn't know how to practice but then as you go throughout the years you figure out that oh well actually hang on a second well we're using those tires and like guys there's a shelf life for a lot of tires for instance as and in, i think a lot of people know that from formula one where you see the soft medium tires hard tires okay they've got a shelf life span right um in other words the soft tires can last well depending on the track you go the soft tires can last from anything from 10 laps up to, let's say, 20 laps at their peak. Hard tires can last up to 40 laps. So, in other words, when you're starting in carts, you don't know how many laps they're going to run with, right? So, in other words, you could go out all day long in a practice session, and you could be running around with the same tires, because you don't know. Problem is, you go into a race, all of a sudden you've realized, Hang on a second, we're going really fucking slow. And then, you you know, you learn things on the way. Now, there's a lot of teams out there and uh, racing has come along so much now that those mistakes wouldn't happen anymore, right? But I'm just trying to give you an, like a comparison. As in, it's things like this that set your whole fucking weekend up. And it's the same in karting. It's the same in Formula Ford, Formula One, all the way up through the, the levels. Practice is the is the key to everything. Now, when you go practicing, for instance, I'm going to bring you back here now to Zandvoort in Holland. That's where I used to practice my, uh, not, sorry, not my best, at my most. Because when, when I got to, like I was racing in karting all the way up to Formula Ford, then to, I was racing in Holland, Luxembourg and Belgium. Then I went on to Formula 2000 in America and Canada. Problem is, is that the practice was very, very limited in America and Canada. So you just had to, 
you know, when you're getting in that car, you have to be fucking on. And I mean on. So the thing is, when we go back to look, looking at Holland, that's where we really got some good practice in. And what we used to do is we used to arrive up on a race week. We used to go to the track on, let's say, a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then you do your full day of testing. And then you're off until the Saturday for qualifying and then obviously the race on Sunday. But the thing is, number one, you see, you can't push the car completely in practice. Now, you can push it every now and then and go for a fast lap and everything. That's that's cool. But in general, you don't want to be pushing. I mean, ideally speaking, if there's any driver worth his fucking salt, he's going to be pushing at 80% in practice. He's not going to go to 100. He'll keep it at 80. Now, why would he do that? Makes a good question, right? Why in God's name? Surely be to God you want to be the practice out. You want to be the fastest out there all the time. You see, there's a couple of tricks of the trade here too. Number one, this is a big one and this is a weird one. Make sure you don't crash the car in practice. <laughs> Especially if it's at a race weekend. Like even for the Formula One drivers now. Uh, you see, again, it's, it all depends on the race weekend setup. So the Formula One drivers have the practice on the Friday, uh, maybe the Saturday, and then they're qualifying on the Saturday. Or if it's, it's a sprint shootout, they have got one practice and then the qualifying on the Friday. So they're coming straight from practice into qualifying. Now, in many ways, they've got to push the car to some degree. So I would honestly reckon... Yeah, I can't see that they're all doing it. I mean, you do see that the, the drivers do go faster in qualifying when they go instead of practice. Now, yes, the track's getting faster, of course. But it's not all the time, guys. You've got to be so aware. Number one, don't crash the car. If you crash the car in fucking practice, well, God, God, especially if it's car racing. Karting can be a lot quicker to to fix your cart, right? Karting to be very in and out. But for cars, is the whole car could take you up to ugh, fucking 10 hours, right? I mean, it depending on what happens. I mean, it, Jesus, it just depends on what happens to the car. It could take overnight, right through into the next morning, even the fucking day, because one thing can happen, right? Let's say you have a big crash in a, in a car now, and you could take off the front, front right and left. Wishbone's gone, tire's gone, brake discs gone, fucking everything, okay? So what happens here is that you bring the car back in, right? The team have got to inspect the car to see if there's any bent chassis or cracks in the chassis. That will be a very, very vital thing. Again, now look, if you do end up smashing your car in practice, so now the team would be looking at, okay, let's get it on the flatbed. Let's make sure it's all level, okay? They'll get them get up onto the stand and they'll they'll literally go around the body of the of the car, the chassis of the car. Is there any cracks? Because again, it can be it, it can be a disaster with this stuff. And Making sure there's no cracks, because if there's a crack forming in any part of the chassis, it's going to get worse. It's kind of like, now look, I'm prob it probably makes sense what I'm saying, but I'll just give you a comparison. I mean, a crack in your chassis, it's kind of like having a, a slightly broken leg, but you keep walking on it anyway. 
right? So, you know, you've just... Uh, the smallest break you could get, enough that you're, okay, a little bit in pain, or you're in pain, but yet you're still walking around the place. Now, what's going to happen if you keep walking around? It's going to get fucked, right? It ain't going to get any better, because it needs to fucking heal and, and rest, right? So... That's, so the chassis is kind of like your broken leg and broken arm. You gotta fix it instantly. So the team will be rushing around, or not rushing around, but you know, they'll be under pressure to get these jobs done. So not necessarily rush around, sorry, wrong choice of words there, but they'll be, I mean, they're on the clock here. So they've gotta be so focused, making sure, checking out, fucking torchlight in the car, fucking checking underneath, taking, possibly taking off the bottom, the bottom tray. I mean, a lot of stuff that could be going on. Now, okay, let's say they pass right. There's no cracks, guys. Now they gotta start build, rebuilding the front wishbones. And by the way, that's no easy task. It's awkward. Now uh, you've gotta, you know, insert them back in to the side of the car. You gotta get the nuts and bolts back on. Grand, okay. It's it's a bit of a pain in the ass. It's not the hardest job. It's a pain in the ass. Brake discs. That can be a fucking nightmare. It's a bit of a job because you've got to get all the, the brake lines in assembled and get them connecting back into every other part of the fucking car, right? You've got to cable tie them back in. I mean, it's a fucking nightmare. Then you got to put the tires back on. Then you got to go to the other side of the car. Now, of course, in Formula One, they've got mechanics for each side of the car, so they're lucky. They can definitely attend to one side and get stuff done a hell of a lot quicker. But I mean, guys, I can tell you this. Do you know when you see? Do you know when you see when um, when a, a Formula One driver has a crash, and they 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 kind of close the awning? Sometimes a crash can be so bad that the other drivers' mechanics have to come over and help the number one driver. So, in other words, example: let's say Verstappen has a big crash, and there's a couple of hours to go before qualifying. Now it's a fucking, oh dear God, all hands on deck. All of a sudden, they'll bring the car right back into the garage. They'll close it off so no cameras, nobody can see what they're doing. Right? They just want their privacy. 100% understandable and respect, respect that. Of course, who wouldn't? You could literally have Sergio Perez's mechanics jump on board and get Verstappen's team and car sorted. This happens a lot of the time. Again, depending on the scenario, right? So now after w when you rebuild the car, let's say, and again, by the way, this isn't one of the worst crashes that you'd have. Like this isn't now an, an engine rebuild again or putting another engine in because something cracked and the whole, all four corners of the car are gone. This is just, let's say the front end, right? I'm being generous on this one, by the way, <laughs> but this is a hell of a job. So you get the car back on, on the, the flatbed. Okay, car's straight, everything's back on ground, all four wheels are back, and, oh, and by the way, I'm sorry guys, I jumped forward, excuse me. Before they put the wheels back on, if they're putting on the wishbones on the front, rebuilding the front end, then you got the brake discs, and this is what I was trying to say. The brake discs, then you've got to bleed the brakes, okay, you've got to make sure that there's no air in the brake line, so you've got to be getting somebody in, either the driver or mechanic, into the car, Pumping the brake, right, up and down, up and down, getting all the air out, which is a, can be a bit of a pain in the ass, right? It's just another job that you don't want to be doing on a fucking race weekend, especially when you're under pressure. 
So then you've got that. Then you get, okay, let's say maybe your throttle pedal's bent, your brake pedal's bent, God knows what else is bent. But we'll just stick to the front corners, right? But again, you know, this stuff, this shit starts to add up, guys, right? So now, let's go forward. Cars on four wheels, back on the ground, what happens next? Now you've got to reset the handling of the car. So you've got to reset the caster, the camber, the tracking, uh, toe. I mean, there's so many things you've got to redo again. You've got to make sure that the suspension, the shocks are in line and they're set up again correctly. Now, it's not the biggest job in the world because they at least they're obviously going to have. I mean, any time a driver would come back in, guys, right? They're making notes. So in other words... Uh, let's say the shocks, okay? Suspension in the car. When a car goes down to the direction of the ground, it's called bump. When it comes back up to its original position, it's rebound. So imagine a spring, guys, okay? You compress a spring in your hands. Now, when you're going down, it's not in its natural position because you're you're squeezing it out of its normal natural position that would be bump in a car now if you let go and it goes back to its original position that's rebound now the thing is you see this is very crucial the suspension and the shocks because bump will make the car dip to the floor and then rebound will make it come back up again and this can be a huge thing for your handling of the car now, again, you've got the tracking, you've got camber, caster. There's so many things that you've got to get back on again. And tell you guys, this shit takes work. This shit takes work. So, hopefully that can, gives you a bit of an insight. Now, in fairness, most of the Formula 1 teams, they've got so many people for, as, a, as a resource to jump on board if they need to, that... They always do a really good job, in fairness to them. They really do. And normally, you'll have a bit of time anyway before, like, okay, they only get an hour before practice three and qualifying, which is, sucks, because if you do crash your car, you're pretty fucked at that stage. You know, if you do have corners come off the car, like, you're, you're done. But, I mean, normally, you'll have the one practice on the Saturday before the qualifying, but you'll have the two practices on the, on the Friday, and... To me, that's where most of your work is done. Because the last thing you want to fucking do is crash the car on a fucking Saturday. You push it to, I'm saying 80%. Maybe you push it to 90%. But the but you see, it doesn't matter if you push it to 100%. Most importantly, you need to figure out what's going on with the handling of the car. This is everything, Okay. A comparison, and maybe this is a good comparison or not, forgive me if it's not, but like practices like a chef preparing his food before he cooks it. Qualifying and the race is cooking the food, and practice is preparing it. You know, do you put enough seasoning on it? Is that too much? Because one, because if I put too much seasoning on there now, okay, you know what, now when I put it under that heat, it's going to fucking blow up and burn off. I mean, it's it can, chef cooking can be very technical. I'm not a big chef, but I know enough. I like to cook my steak and shit like that. So I know there's a bit of technicality behind it and method. But I mean, you don't want to be doing pushing too hard. 
And if anything, you might go, sometimes you'll go to, let's say, call it 95%, but even at that, you might even let off the throttle. You don't want people seeing what you're up to. That's the third part here. So number one is making sure you don't crash. <laughs> number two, getting the setup right. Okay. Uh, sorry, not number two, but the setup is hugely is hugely crucial to everything you do in practice. I'm kind of getting all over the place, aren't I, guys? I'm forgetting stuff. Jesus, but I'm, I'm not forgetting anything. Don't worry, it'll come back to me if I do. <laughs> it's been a it's been a late morning this morning. It's been a rough morning. Um, so it's very very important that you work on your setup in practice. Now again, this is if you do not crash, because you need to make sure that, okay, is my car balanced? And that this is what this is all about, guys. Balance in your car, in practice. Is it balanced on the soft tires? Is it balanced on the medium tires? And is it balanced on the hard tires? Very, very important. Now, if there's any driver pushing flat out, and I mean fucking flat out in practice, like as in like he's putting in a qualifying lap well it's not good it's not good there's no need you know there's no need because you one would hope that yes they're going to push right they're, of course they're going to push but one would hope that they've got a bit more in their tank when they get to qualifying you know you don't want some guy going out in practice, putting in a lap and that's it. That's all he has. You know? Like qualifying is for when you really dig fucking deep and pull this lap out of your fucking ass. Okay? And as well, the practice would tie in as well with your with your training. Right? I think it's practice is very very good for your training like the best training you could have health training and body training for formula one is actually driving the formula one car or any karting formula forward formula three two one whichever it is that's the best training you can ever get however the drivers are limited with practice so they have to go to the gym and they do a lot of sim work as well um, which leads into our sim work even in practice or after practice again depending on the the setup of the weekend okay so maybe before the weekend they'll do a lot of sim work now in other words kind of like having a computer right but it's obviously hugely advanced than that but if they're having their own computer that's very very realistic well as realistic as it can get and they'll get a, a, a an idea of the, the track they'll get the smoothness the flow the gear shifts up and down okay what gear am i over oh, right, okay and then it's just second nature to them after that then it's very very easy to get into the rhythm once you go on a sim now they might even go back onto a sim depending on where they're located now in the world but they might go back onto a sim again after practice and again like i said depending on the structure of the weekend but again that's part of practice too right and it shakes the cobwebs off it gets the nerves off it gets the adrenaline going it gets the driver in the mood it gets him warmed up ready for fucking battle by the time qualifying one comes so practice is it's everything and even for me back in zandvoort again that's where we really had the 
the um, the best practice is that I used to, uh, I used to like to do a lot of laps in practice, not because I was going slow when I was trying to push. It was I wanted to do almost more practice laps than I would do in qualifying or the race, because if I can keep it at a consistent pace in practice. Now, the key to being quick, guys, is consistency. It's not about pulling in that one fast lap and then you're really fucking slow nine out of ten laps. It's being 85% fast ten laps out of ten. I would rather that any day of the week. Of course, I'd much rather 90 or 95%. But I'm just trying to give you a comparison here. I'd rather be consistent every goddamn fucking lap, day in, day out. And if you can squeeze, and do you know what something? This is actually kind of a good trick for you if you're like if you're if you're training for a, a marathon or something. If the marathon is, let's say, just I'm throwing out an example here. Let's say there's a 10 mile marathon. Well, if you want to fucking win a marathon. In your practice, you don't do fucking 10 miles. You do 20 fucking miles. And you push like it is an actual 20-mile fucking marathon. Because, number one, your fitness is going to be up. Your concentration is going to be up. And it keeps you in the game. Because the idea of practice is you do all your hard work in practice. So then when qualifying a race comes along, even though they're meant to be more serious, you've done so much work in practice that the qualifying and race is easy. Easy. Okay? That's what I would say to people. Make your practice the hard part. Make your practice the hard part. And I'm just going to say that again. If you're training for a marathon, if you're training for a marathon, if you're training for motor racing, whatever it is, make your practice the hardest it can be. So by the time you come around to the actual uh, competition event, it'll be a piece of fucking piss. That's the goal of practice. That's what you want. That it gets so goddamn easy. Practice was so fucking hard. This is a piece of piss. And mentally, you'll be even more prepared anyway. A lot more prepared. So that's what I loved about practice. Is that you needed to really focus in. Because then you've got all your preparation done. You don't have to think about stuff more. It's all about practice, guys. So I think we'll leave it there. And um, by the way, guys. Hope you're watching the Formula 1 this year. And it's interesting to find out. Because I actually do. When I can. When I do have time. I watch the practice. I unfortunately can't get it to every one of them, but I'm always all over the qualifying and the, the race. But I'll obviously always check the, the result. But I'd always like to watch the uh, the practice because I like to watch what they do, the, the skill, the craft that they have. What are they working on? Um, because there's also few levels as well, guys, that they'd be experimenting in, in practice. So the point is this. Before we close off here, I would never, ever consider practice... Oh my God, Hamilton's fastest. Forget it. Forget it. Don't pay attention to it. Even if Hamilton is fastest in practice, he may be fastest in qualifying. Sure, maybe. But 
that's not where you do your lap. So, guys, thanks very much. And by the way, we're going to be doing what we're going to be doing the importance of qualifying as well. Um, and what happens in a race too. So stay tuned, guys. We're going to have those episodes coming out very, very soon. And thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you soon. Tara. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.